0: Welcome back to the Echoing Christ podcast. Today we are going to be speaking with a dear friend of mine, Tom Grunlow. We're going to hear his heart for Christ and see some experiences he's had in evangelism. Also, and talking a little bit about dating and marriage and how that actually points to the gospel of Christ. So listen in today and be encouraged through the word of God.
1: Welcome back to the Echoing Christ podcast, it is your host Alex, I am joined in the podcast studio with Riley, who is freshly 18, we have Kinzer to my right, and today we are joined with, or joined by Tom, which I'm very excited to get to know him, because the last time he was actually in town, or in Hanover, I actually wasn't here, so Tom, how are you on this wonderful rainy Saturday morning in Hanover, Indiana?
2: I'm doing just fine, thank you.
1: Well, hopefully we don't have any issues, hopefully we don't have the power go out. Yeah, the power
0: just went out. Like we did
1: two minutes ago. So Tom, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like, who are you?
2: Yeah, well, I, uh, (laughs) like you said, I'm Tom Grunlow, and um, I have been living with my wife um, in Evansville, Indiana, for about three years now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Met her at OCU, Open mm-hmm. City University, uh, which conveniently is only half an hour from, from Evansville, but um, married her at a college, um, and I before that, um, I grew up in Jasper, Indiana, that, okay. that area, specifically Ireland, Indiana, a okay. very, very small town, mm-hmm. um, and was homeschooled. I'm the youngest of six mm-hmm. kids total, um, and so we were all homeschooled all the way through mm-hmm raised in a very, not just a Christian home, like a very, very intentional, you know, discipled Christian home, Um, and so, but as far as my conversion, I I was one of those who actually was a uh, false convert. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking back at what I did versus what I heard mm-hmm. slash, you know, was taught or said, um, you know, I had the t- almost a very typical, I came to Christ at a very young age, mm-hmm. you know, very young age, you know, I was baptized and, but mm-hmm. there was no... There was no change, you know, there was, there was no repentance. There was, you know, I wanted to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to escape fire, mm-hmm. but I didn't want Christ, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I wanted what he could give me, which mm-hmm. was not hell. Yeah. Um and so uh, but later, um as time went on, I about 15 years old I started to uh, take, you know, that relationship <coughs> repentance. And truly knowing Christ much more seriously, um, and so Christ was softening my heart um, truly this time. Um, not that He failed the first time, but you know He He pulled me in, for, and there was an actual change. You know there was real fruit, um, and so that's basically. Basically, my testimony, not too much different, but still, you know, it's its all grace, it's all Christ, and um, whatever he does, you know, is is magnificent, so.
1: Definitely like that Evansville-Jasper area. <laughs> Actually, I was telling Kinzer, before we went to Milwaukee, that was the furthest west that I had ever yeah. been in my entire life, yeah. so I'm not a very traveled man. <laughs> yeah,
0: Tom, Tom and I, we both went to undergrad at... Uh, Oakland City as he would mentioned we did ministry together on campus Um, we we didn't know each other the greatest we were one year apart when I first went there sophomore year we I was still commuting but then when we actually were on campus Charity and I were resident directors Tom was an RA and then you became a resident director also and got to do a bunch of ministry on campus I actually never became an Oh, RD. you didn't? Do, I was just, RA, just RA. RA. Okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, I got to do a lot of ministry with college students. Uh, Tom, I immediately saw his heart for the Lord, and then secondly, heart for the lost. Um, yeah, so I'm very close with Tom and very thankful for his friendship. Um, but yeah, so this podcast is echoing Christ as you listeners know um and it's about evangelism so i think we're gonna look a little bit about tom's life and and evangelism now
1: yeah so as you mentioned you're doing college ministry walking around talking to students um you know can you just explain evangelism to us and like why is it important it's a big question yeah um
2: (laughs) try to abridge that for us um (laughs) Evangelism is really just what Christ says it is. Um, you know, what before his ascension, that's really the big instruction um that can encapsulate a lot of his teachings uh that his you know, that his twelve were around. And um that is really go um and teach the nations. Um that in and of itself, like that at the core is evangelism. We when we go and proclaim the gospel, that is evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it important? Number one, anything that God in the flesh tells us to do is important. Mm-hmm. We'll just start with that. Like okay. that's that's the starting point for all obedience. Mm-hmm. God says it; we just need to do it. Secondly, um, it's important because why are we? as men of God, men of God, without someone else's evangelism. We have, we can, I mean, they can have the same story as we do. Well, how did you hear it? You know, I mean, God says in his word, how is anyone going to know if no one goes? Mm -hmm. You know, if no one is sent, Mm -hmm. how can anyone hear? I mean, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we're not faithful in evangelism, One, because God says we must do it, and secondly, because, you know, golden rule, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, how we come to Christ, there's a thousand one reasons why it's important, but I think those two are the two main ones, Mm -hmm. so that others might hear, Mm -hmm. Um, and because, you know, it is the great Mm -hmm. command, great commission, so...
0: Yeah, and we talk on here sometimes about giftings, you know, and some people will kind of say, well, I don't really have the gift of the evangelist, you know, I'm not really the preacher type, but that's a command given to all of us. And on campus um, at Oakland City, um, Tom and myself and another brother named Jordan, um, we kind of were burdened for the loss on our campus, and there's a group of Christians that got together and said, hey, we want to take Christ's word, Matthew 28, very seriously, go and make disciples of all the nations. And we started a group called Ambassadors. So, Tom, do you want to speak into any of that, any experiences you had on campus there?
2: (coughs) Yeah, I mean, there were, like you said, we kind of started off, and I actually remember that, uh, that night we had, you know, sat in your apartment and talked about kind of just uh, really just hurting and mm-hmm. burdened for the the lost on the campus. And so, but it started from that. And then so a lot of the experiences I had, had been mostly kind of in, not really in passing, but they weren't really arranged. They weren't planned. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of started going from hall to hall, door to door, mm-hmm. with the intent of going in and then just, you know, introducing ourselves, talking about, you know, what, you know, who who are you, who we are, what we're, why we're doing this, mm-hmm. um, and so. But there was one, I believe it was you. I was with uh, Kinzer when we uh, mm-hmm. spoke to a young man um, named Case and. He came to know Christ. Um, it, as you know, as it looked like. You know, I mean, it. it, it and that's the thing with evangelism; it can be difficult, um, especially if you, you know, you you're not going to be spending a ton of time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow up all the time. Yeah. And see. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that's something that we, myself, I'll speak for myself, but I think that's something that I needed to grow uh, grow up on. Um, is just discipling, not just grafting in, um, but caring for um, afterwards. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, there was. I went with another person, um, and uh, Tyler. Uh, he and, he and I sat in, and um, actually that might that might have been with Tyler um, instead of you. But um, um, and then a younger girl that I spoke with after eight one two one night at the chapel. Um, you know, came to receive Christ, to ask for forgiveness, um, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's those are the, just a couple of the experiences that I had, mm-hmm. and so.
0: Yeah, and also on campus, you did a lot of just kind of freelance biblical counseling, if you will, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically Christian, non-Christian, most people would probably say they were Christian that you spoke with there were many people who were kind of going through relationship questions dating trials and tribulations and you kind of spoke into that so Tom is you know pretty gifted in terms of he has a gift of wisdom I would say a gift of discernment those spiritual gifts um, and he has a gift in biblical counseling he's counseled me many times um, I've seen him do it live with in groups and Uh, individual settings Um, so Tom maybe just speak into briefly um, some wisdom for just maybe just speak into just some like dating relationship wisdom and like how how God has brought you to that
2: yeah um, really it kind of just started with just uh, me kind of getting to know people on campus and seeing a lot of relationships and hearing about a lot of relationships and me just asking myself questions about those relationships uh, privately in my mind. Um, And then it kind of just went on from there, took it to the street, and then kind of offered some things to people that wanted to talk about their relationships or whatever problems they were having. Um, And so I had, from there, um, I, I think developed some basic principles but i think the the overarching one is w- what is the gospel and i think that is mm-hmm. really pushing that's gonna that's the the starting point is what is the gospel um, and and think just realizing what is dating for what is you know engagement for what is that mm-hmm. all pointing to and i think a lot of the, the big problem especially in today's world um, is that no one is looking much at marriage, I think we're we're really looking for companionship. We we are relational beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were created to be relational. God Himself is relational, mm-hmm. um, and I think that we take the relational side and we just end it there. Um, but marriage is really the end point for one set, you know, component of relation, and the starting point for you know a lifelong relationship um so what is the gospel understanding what the gospel is should push us further not to dating but push us into the marriage mindset um and i think that's that was greatly lacking um, so i think that's really the starting point and so just okay. two basic um fundamentals i think for mm-hmm. starting and beginning any relationship is asking those two those two questions but asking the person themselves um both of them, to each other, would be, why? Um, I don't think that's asked a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it, it receives the wrong answer. Um, well, if we look at personality and stuff like that, we look at, well, what do they look like? What kind of hobbies are they? Are, are we compatible? That's a big one. That's mm-hmm. a really, really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, because compatibility is the, really, the we treat it like almost a Bible of a relationship. You've got to be compatible. But where is that written?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: certainly not written in scripture, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if that were the case, if I just look at my wife and go, you know i I just don't think we we're, we're compatible I mean we're not are we compatible? do you think well that's how's that gospel focused? Mm-hmm. The church is not compatible with christ I mean mm-hmm. you you see the church, she's really unfaithful, dirty, grimy, smelly, most of the time. Christ died to make her beautiful and awesome and just really, really attractive, but at this time, she's not always that compatible with Christ, really, um, ever, but he chooses her anyway, so that's that's another thing. And, um, so just ask each other, why um, are you interested in me? Um, and also, what makes you ready to pursue marriage? Um, what makes you ready to um, be a husband? What makes you ready to be a wife? So I'd start with those, those basic two things. Go for it.
1: Well, it's actually kind of funny you mentioned scripture and then, like, dating. And Jonathan Pecluda, who does a podcast, actually talks because he focuses around, like, young adults as well. And he talks a lot about dating. He's, he's on there with, like, two college ministers. Um, and the biggest thing is he says you won't, like, dating is a relatively new idea. He's I think he said it's about 120-ish years old, something like that. Um, but I mean, it's like you look through the Bible. He's like most marriages are arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. He's so that's an interesting to hear someone else talk about that as well. Um, and then you kind of st- you already answered my question that I'm kind of gonna ask about here. Um, but what advice, I guess, would you give like a young person to look for in someone they plan to marry? Not just dating. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Cause I, absolutely. I, I know what JP says and I'll I'll hold off on saying that until I hear what you say. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to hear what, how you would answer that question.
2: Yeah. Um I think well, one you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean dating isn't hasn't always been around. Yeah. Um but it can be mm-hmm. a good tool. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. especially for people who were generally impatient, you mm-hmm. know. Um I think in that that can be a good tool to help us wait long enough to be wise about something. Mm-hmm. But I would say, watch and wait. Mm-hmm. You may think you see something mm-hmm. in someone else, but it may not be real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone can look at, say, I don't know, a piece of you know metal. Yeah. Um, and ask, what kind of metal is this? Mm -hmm. It looks like you, it might seem Mm -hmm. like a certain kind of, you know, sterling or whatever, um, but until you handle it, until you look at it, until you study it, until you mull it over, until you think about it, you're not going to know what you need to know about that piece of Mm -hmm. metal. And so time is oftentimes, I think, what is necessary Mm -hmm. So, because we want to do, we want to, we see something we like. We really just want to jump into it. I've seen this time and time and time again, Um, but no one really watches and waits Mm -hmm. Um, because you see their best foot Mm -hmm. oftentimes. Um, But. Get curious. Yeah. No one's really curious. I mean, we're curious about the things we wanna know, mm-hmm. but we're afraid to see something we mm-hmm. don't wanna see yeah. because it'll contradict how we feel and we really mm-hmm. like how we feel. We wanna run towards how we feel and mm-hmm. run away from anything that doesn't make us feel the way we feel about that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So watch and wait. That's where I would start. Mm-hmm. Do the opposite of what you want to do gotcha. a lot of times, yeah. especially <laughs> if for the young men out there, yeah. because we like to be the pursuer, mm-hmm. which is good, keep mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, but pursuing Christ would be a helpful beginning, and as you pursue Christ, watch and wait for that person. Um, if you're wise, you'll pursue Christ first, and mm-hmm. that will influence your decision to move or stay.
1: And so the way you ended that there is exactly how JP would, he says the way to kind of find the person you should marry in life. He said, run like tirelessly, recklessly, just with reckless abandonment for the Lord. And he said, run that race of life. And he said, at some point he's like, you'll look over. He's like, and you'll find someone of the opposite sex. And he says, Hey, you want to do this thing called life together while we're still pursuing the Lord above all else. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting to hear you say that And one, like, as I read through my Bible, one that I always go back to. I always read remember Proverbs thirty one thirty, which says, um, what is it? Charm is deceitful, mm-hmm. beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be
0: Greatly to be praised. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I always forget the end of it. And that's one of those things I think about, like she might not be like in this might be a little bit I'm sorry if this is not proper for the podcast but I mean we see a lot of things in 2d images with what we see on social media because we spend too much time on it and mm-hmm. some of the things that we know that men as well as women can get addicted to and then we get these mm-hmm. false ideas of what we want our but mm-hmm. what you like doesn't isn't necessarily what the the Lord likes mm-hmm. so you're like well she's not she she's not doesn't isn't this size or doesn't have like this? She doesn't meet my scale here. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, does the Lord like this about her? Because mm-hmm. you need to figure out what the Lord loves. Yep. And if that's what, if she fits all those, mm-hmm. then that's the kind of girl you need, not the one mm-hmm. that's over here going to the bar every weekend, yep. going out yep. on vacation all the time, spending all her money and is broke. Yep because she seems like she's more fun. Okay, the girl that stays at home that might read her Bible, that isn't getting into trouble, that seems like she lives a boring life, that's the one you would almost rather have. And I've heard it said this way, and Kelsey and I agree on this, and it's so weird. She and I said, we want a boring marriage. Not that we don't like each other, Mm -hmm. but one that Hollywood wouldn't want to write a movie about because Mm -hmm. there's nothing interesting. We're not cheating on each other. We're Mm -hmm. not getting drunk. We're not the center of attention, Mm -hmm. but one that goes along with what Scripture would have. So in that regard, we want a boring marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Where is it where it says, like, work with your hands, have a quiet life? I don't remember what verse it is. But, yeah, like, there's almost something, too. Like, stay under radar. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, some people are... Might get blown up in the news or something, yeah. or something they did for Christ, and that's not a bad thing. But mm-hmm. Christians are often just status quo, mm-hmm. and we are faithful to Christ. But Alex, when you're mm-hmm. and both of you guys talking about that, mm-hmm. like asking that question, what does God value? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it would, like does God value body type? Mm-hmm. Like, no, <laughs> He doesn't. Like in in the church, mm-hmm. like what does He value in His true bride? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He He values holiness. Mm-hmm. And he values joy. And joy is different from just a general bubbly happiness, yeah. you know. Um, Tom, I think you're 100% right in the watch and wait. Because and sometimes, you know, that it can be months, that might have to be a, a long time. Mm-hmm. People can put up fronts for a long time. But yeah. I think if, if you watch and wait for close to a year, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. see some real fruit come out from the heart. Oh, I got that reference. It's First uh, okay. Thessalonians 4.11. Okay. We were talking about Thessalonians Because I, I,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> someone said they don't ever hear Thessalonians reference. So. It's,
0: uh, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you,
1: <clears throat> you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you. Mm-hmm. Good. But, and with that whole weight, I don't think you need to... Like, you see people that have dated for five Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. what do you what do you wait you Mm -hmm. you, there's nothing more you need to know at that point Mm -hmm. date long enough to know what Mm -hmm. you need to know and then because at some point within that time frame you're going to figure this is the person i need to marry Mm -hmm. or this is not the person i need to marry and if you find yourself in that situation where it's this is not the person i need to marry don't continue to date them hoping that they change Mm -hmm. it's like hey look you've got some things you need to figure out, I've got some things I need to figure out, and it's best if we just go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Being honest is yeah. really something we could yeah. all learn a little bit more about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But can't you, like, I, I think I can get them to come to Jesus. Some of them aren't, aren't saved. Like, Tom, what, what if someone comes to you and they're dating an unbeliever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they're like, i'm trying to get him to come to the Lord i'm trying to get her to come what what's your, yeah. what's your advice to them?
2: Wow, um, so number one, Paul's very clear on that issue um, at second Corinthians 6:14 It says, "Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, mm-hmm. and you could stop it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a young lady that I had spoken to a couple times. Um, in my senior year of college, who was dating an unbeliever, a young man who I'd known for a few years before. Mm. I knew enough about this young man to properly and lovingly inform her this shouldn't be happening no. um, for your sake. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's going to happen is uh, bad company corrupts good character, Paul mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. And so do you really want someone corrupting your character for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you may be a believer. And yeah, Paul, we don't want to misunderstand Paul when he says that, yes, if you're married to an unbeliever, mm-hmm. stay married. Yeah. That perhaps the unbeliever may come to Christ seeing your holiness, mm-hmm. but that's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So this, <laughs> this, I guess, present-day dating kind of scenario is useful for that
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and and God can use it God can use dating and or courtship but Mm -hmm. there's I've seen the brokenness in the especially young women's eyes who get involved with men who are absolutely in no way Mm -hmm. qualified to lead to disciple or to love them well Um, and so I, I think just it all really goes back to the watching and waiting thing. Long enough before you even get any kind of invested in this person, mm-hmm. watch them long enough. I mm-hmm. I just can't stress that enough. Yeah. Um, but it, most of the time, it is the ladies with this problem. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. because very emotional creatures females are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want that emotional connection, mm-hmm. and sometimes they value that so much more than the spirituality that must be of the prerequisite to anything else so really just it's don't don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers period okay. and it starts there
0: and i saw i mean i've seen that happen at ocu in the locker room i played basketball and Most everyone on the team is unbelievers, and I remember conversations of a few of them who were dating girls who probably, I think, really were Christians, and they're like, I gotta go to church, gotta keep up the look, Mm -hmm. you know, I gotta... It's just like, oh man, like, that just makes your Mm -hmm. heart sink Mm -hmm. for them, and it also makes your blood boil, like, in anger that the sin is just completely, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think... If you're listening to this and you see a situation like that, it's good to do what Tom did and at least speak into that person's life, like, "Hey, have you seen this verse? Like, we're looking out. We don't want you to be unequally yoked, pulling apart for your whole life if you're going to try to marry this person." So, um, yeah, it's sad. But so, Tom, speaking of marriage, dating, just kind of briefly describe how can a marriage, a God honoring you know, mainly two Christians were thinking, but how can that point to Jesus? How can that be maybe in a local church, seeing a family, a, a wife, and a husband? How can that be a, a visible picture of the gospel? And can it even enable gospel conversations?
2: I think it absolutely can enable mm-hmm. gospel conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <clears throat> just growing up, watching my my father in his relationship with my mom um, being homeschooled you can see that sometimes maybe even more often mm-hmm. um, because you know if your mother is a good you know Christ rooted mother she's always talking about her relationship with her husband mm-hmm. um, you know watching my dad come home for lunch bringing her flowers just coming home for lunch, at all mm-hmm. um, and the things that he would do for her even if they weren't material mm-hmm. it's not just well this is this is what a husband should be his wife you know it's 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 cute this is what they need to be doing because mm-hmm. that's that's they need to be happy and they just need to do things that are gonna make each other happy that's all well and good but it's certainly not the focus mm-hmm. to a long-lasting marriage that picture of my dad coming home for lunch sticks in my brain, and that tells me not just that it's nice to come home to see his wife for lunch. It tells me that my dad is pursuing my mom, Mm -hmm. and Christ pursues the church relentlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, Even before the church recognizes him as her groom, his Mm -hmm. heart is for her. Mm Um, and so, a never-ending <clears throat> pursuit of a, a a wife, you know, you you hear it sometimes. It's like, yeah, I'm, keep dating your wife or keep dating your husband. That's that's that is very, very, very true. And I think that can be can have gospel roots. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the church continues to pursue Christ. They may be, you know, united. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's kind of an an already not yet aspect to that. You know, either we're united to Christ, mm-hmm. but we're not fully, mm-hmm. we're not glorified yet. We're not, you know, completely on the re- redemptive side of this story. Okay. Um, but, but I think that's how. Just watching how husbands lead, and still just run hard after their wives, and you know, the you know the wives still do the same thing. I think that's that's a that's just one one example of how um, a
1: marriage can mimic the gospel. So, as someone who is getting married in sixty four days, and speaking, and either one of you guys can answer this question. Sorry, Riley, you're just you're not married yet, so you know, you can't you can't you can't really answer the question. Um, any advice from you two? Um, you guys have been married for a while now. Um, any advice to a young married couple? couple someone about to get married or really just anybody in a relationship, um, like on when tough times or when problems arise, how to handle it, because we obviously know that it's not going to be smooth sailing until the end of your life. Like we know that problems will arise. I mean, it's just an inevitable fact. So yeah, just any advice you could partially just offer me, but (laughs) any of our listeners as well on how to handle those.
2: I'd say to especially husbands, um, be steady.
0: Mm.
2: Um, be steady. One of the things that I've noticed in my own life is um, prior to marriage, I would spend a lot of solitude. A mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of solitude. And that helps work through your own heart mm-hmm. before you address the heart of someone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so when problems do arise, Yes there is a side of you that kind of adapts to the problem but on in general you are steady you know a, a wife wants a man who is steady who's not wavering who's, who is steadfast who's who's not who's not moving he's not going anywhere but I I think just really steadiness rooted uh, in Christ first and foremost but I Something that I've observed is just I, when problems do arise, addressing them immediately isn't always the wise thing. I think taking time, hearing what the problem is, understanding what you're dealing with, if life throws something at you, I think you remaining in a state of peace, not obliviousness, mm-hmm. but peace, really, she'll follow your lead. Mm-hmm. She will. Um, Because I've seen that in in my wife is that, you know, if if I'm freaking out about something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she is going to react irrationally Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, So you lead, Mm -hmm. you be rooted and just Mm -hmm. completely stood upon the rock. Mm -hmm. And if that means time to just think, pray, Mm -hmm. breathe for yourself, you need to do that. Because she's going to follow what you do many Man. times, many times. So I would stay. just be steady, mm-hmm. be
0: steady. Yeah, um, I remember Paul Washer, he was preaching from Peter and talking about carrying one another's burdens and parlayed it to the cross of Jesus carrying our ultimate burden and then went to marriage and was saying the husband is the one who bears up most of the burdens. And like Tommy said, you're steadfast. You're you're on the rock, which is Christ. But lots of times, like, the buck stops with the husband and problems. Like, some things you don't even need Mm. to, like, leave and talk about. Like, you're going to carry it and give it to God. Like, you don't need to burden her with other things. Um, But, Tom, when you were mentioning the... Like in the moment, whenever there's a very difficult issue, problem, trial, if you are not steadfast and calm and trusting, what you do is mirrored. Um, just here's an example. You know, just recently finding out that Charity was pregnant. Um, so Charity is 13 weeks, I think, almost 14 weeks pregnant right now. Um, we were not exact exactly expecting right at this point. Um, and it was in a very stressful time for us. We were doing lots of ministry. We were moving like crazy, doing lots of things and Charity found out she was pregnant and she just came and she was sitting down in the uh, bedroom and she was just like looking at me. I was like, what, what's what's the matter? And she just like wouldn't say it. And I was like, what, are you, are you pregnant? And she's like, yeah. And she was kind of, you know, like freak out mode. And then at that point I I was like super excited yeah. you know but Charity's like thinking time and like mm-hmm. oh my goodness ellison's still kind of young and like all these things are moving through her head but i just like went down there and I, we prayed mm-hmm. and like it would have been oblivious for me to just be like oh yes awesome like you know in that moment you're strong and steadfast and merciful and present um but that like really helped set the tone I think Mm -hmm. so. And I, I could have reacted very differently. Um, but I'm thankful God kind of gave me grace to see like she's in kind of, Oh my goodness. Or is this, did we do this right? You know, freaking out mode. Um, yeah, I think steadfastness is, is huge. And I think the other thing, sorry, would Mm -hmm. be prayer. Mm -hmm. Just always praying, asking God for specific things in the trials. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does anyone else have any uh, other yeah, yeah, questions, yeah, yeah, any or anything? questions? Relationship I questions. Or <laughs> took my <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, beat you to it. <laughs> um Tom, maybe maybe speak into adoption briefly. So like how can that be a uh picture of the gospel?
2: Yeah. Um, speaking as one who is an adopted uh, member of the family, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that the Bible talks often about being grafted in, mm-hmm. about being taken um, and cared for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, I was in in my older brother, adopted from Haiti. I was very. Um, I won't say impossible situation, but definitely not good. Um, My mother cannot or could not provide what we needed. Um, And God blessed us with um, two Christ-loving parents um, who had agreed to adopt the two of us um, and bring us into the States. Um, and, And so I think that picture is kind of... I think that that's that's a good starting point where mm-hmm. the world can't provide what you need. Mm. My mother couldn't provide what we needed. What we need we were so desperate for mm. was something that she she knew she couldn't give us,
0: mm.
2: and my parents knew she couldn't give us, mm. um, and God knew she mm. couldn't give us, and so that's kind of really a mirror picture of what who we are before christ where we're 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 broken we're in a, a very hard situation we're in we're in a deadly situation we have no fa- satisfaction we have no food we have no living water mm-hmm. um it's going to take an external hand who can provide what we need
0: mm-hmm
2: and through that adoption my brother and i have been permanently taken mm-hmm. into the Gruenlow family that mm-hmm. that in which that's it where it's it's done it's yeah. over we are gruenlows and we've never lacked food we've never lacked water um because my parents have you know Really, they've shepherded us, you know. Um, and so you you know, think that takes me back to um, that Psalm 103, I believe it is. I mean, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I lack nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, you know, you you go from poverty, um, really to to riches. And so I think that's, I think adoption is a wonderful picture of the gospel. And my wife and I have considered that, uh, that route, but we'll see where the Lord takes us with that. So. Mm -hmm.
1: As I was going to say I think it's just a, such an interesting way of thinking about it. Like, just talking about like the, like, the world can't provide you with these things, but God mm-hmm. can. I mean, I just like last Sunday gave a sermon um, talking about like worry and um, mainly focusing on Matthew chapter six verses twenty five through thirty four, which is all about worry. And it talks about what it like don't worry about your life what you'll wear what you'll eat what you'll drink and these are things we normally worry about mm-hmm. I mean but we know God provides all these things and it's just firsthand hearing a story like that it's just it just mm-hmm. brings you back and it just I think it almost draws you closer to God and being like okay like I I, I mm-hmm. trust in you but this only just strengthens my trust yeah. in you
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's I kind of think of it as like realizing there's a mm-hmm. lower mm-hmm. floor in in a building it yeah. goes lower it's more stable yeah. it's like, oh, the foundation is even lower mm-hmm. like that's almost how I think of when I read scripture it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I trust God even more and it's mm-hmm. like there's even more to him and more to him he's so strong and so true, mm-hmm. and then you also keep building up yeah it's like it's just he's every like he fills everything up mm-hmm. in your life, like he causes abundance mm-hmm. in you um I guess Tom, last thing maybe maybe talk to us about like. Where and this is just in your heart, where you feel or have sensed God's giftings in you and like called toward any kind of like is it full time ministry maybe? Are you thinking would it be like doing some counseling on, on the side or like where where do you feel like the Lord is kinda <clears throat> led you in that vein?
2: At this stage mm-hmm. I am not entirely certain. I think it may have to, you know, come down to a a part time deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but I think that going forward, I may not know right now. Yeah. But I'm I'm certain mm-hmm. that the Lord will make that clear. Yeah. In um, whichever way, and maybe. It may not even be something that I receive any kind mm-hmm. of compensation for, mm-hmm. um, as far as the earthly sense of compensation yeah, goes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think that's that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one.
0: Um, yeah, but that's your heart's desire. Yeah, to I mean, do ministry in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure,
2: for sure. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm already. Doing marriage counseling, yeah, you know my wife is my first ministry i think mm-hmm. that's a I think that's a big, really big yeah. thing that we miss a lot mm-hmm. of times and i I think that's another bit of information I can give to incoming husbands mm-hmm. um, is your wife is your first ministry um, I know that pastors it can be a tough i mean Kinzer and I mm-hmm. you know you you we've talked i 've heard mm-hmm. your life or heard what 's going on in the schedule, but mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. balance you know I think that No matter what, your bride is—it's your first ministry. She is your Mm -hmm. first ministry, and so I think right now, seeing that as well, I am doing biblical counseling. I am doing marriage counseling because Mm -hmm. I counsel her on a daily. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Is is I think my first mindset. Mm -hmm. No matter what I was given by any church, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that wouldn't change my home ministry. Um, And so whether or not I ever. Come mm-hmm. to a uh, God grants me any kind of you know position in a church.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm already doing it. I'm already yeah. doing it, and so mm-hmm. um, I, I think start, con, contentment is where, mm-hmm. what's going to keep me going on that. Yeah. And so not mm-hmm. not wishing that I had something different, mm-hmm. um, but I seeing mean, what God's already giving me. Yeah,
0: that's the um, qualifications that Timothy. You know, in Timothy, you know, you first have to be able to instruct your own household. Yeah. If yeah. you can't do that, yeah. then like, that is your first ministry yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, well, if no one else has anything, Tommy, you want to close us in prayer? Yeah. Huh?
2: Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these um, other brothers who love you and love the gospel. I pray that you would, um, whoever hears this podcast, that um, you would. Bless it um, that whoever hears this podcast would have heard the gospel clearly and that we didn't say anything that you would not have had us say. I pray that um, for future husbands and um, those who are husbands now, that we would take our role seriously, that we would understand the, the gravity of um the life you've given us as husbands, and that we would lead well and lead like Christ, um, and lead courageously. Um, I pray that you would help us to keep repentance and faith continually on our minds, and that we would always be turning to you daily, um, and that would um, encourage our wives to daily be repenting um, and believing um, the gospel um, and following our example in that, Lord. We thank you once again for this time, and we pray that you were glorified. It's in Christ,
1: I pray. Amen. Amen. We will see you guys next week. Peace.